When I got here to CCV, and as my life had changed, I was finally in a place where I could share and I could invite people to come to church, and they would come back. Sitting up after going to a small group leaders meeting on a Sunday night, I got off from the fire station and uh, and went to a meeting, and I came back and sat with uh, a real close friend. He asked me questions upon questions upon questions, and then began his own journey right here at, at CCV. And so it's just having that opportunity to to share something you love in your faith, but also something you love in your church. Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the valley, CCV has 15 campuses where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith, where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at in your own personal walk, Adults, young and old, will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. And we are at episode 59 today. It's hard to believe that almost 60 episodes over the last couple of years of of doing Let's Go 360. It's been an absolute joy. And thank you for listening uh, to Let's Go 360. I know that many of you have uh, given such favorable responses and ratings. Thank you so much for that. Today, we are going to meet with... Mike McLean. Mike is a long-term friend of mine, and he's also a long-term member of CCV, so both him and Alita, his wife, have served here so faithfully over the years. And Mike's first career as a firefighter uh, here in Phoenix, and then Mike joined CCV on staff as a associate pastor and had an amazing ministry here, and he's going to share a lot of those experiences that he had. And then we're also going to talk about what God is doing in his life now. Now that he is, I don't know that he'd classify himself as retired because Mike is very busy, still serving uh, almost at a full-time level, and both him and Alita do have a chance to travel. And we're going to hear some experiences of his travel and what God is doing with him at this point of his life. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. Well, Mike, I our audience would love to hear your story. Could you just share with us your story about how you became a Christian and how you came to CCV? Well, uh, I I grew up going to church my entire life. Uh, I was one of those kids whose mom took uh, us kids, myself and my sisters, to church every week. And uh, but really, my life uh, I think of more is when I became an adult, and and when we we always went to church. My wife and I did. Uh, Alita was also a uh, a Christian. We were of the same background. And uh, so as we uh, got married and we moved about six months later from Sacramento to Phoenix, 
uh, we began our new adventure down here. I served at our old church as a deacon uh, for a while, and then we were kind of hungry for a small group ministry. And that's really what was what drove us uh, to come to CCV. We got invited to come to a small group before we even got here. And that small group happened to be our founding pastor, Don Wilson's group. So I met him in his living room for the first time. My life changed very much um, because of that. He was just a great man who kind of moved me in a direction, kicked me in the the high knee a number of times to to move me with he's he's good at that yes and uh, and so then we when we did get moved to CCV then I began as uh, I was a volunteer overseeing about four or five small groups that that's kind of where I got my passion I love the group setting and then uh, Don started uh, I, I got asked to serve then as an elder. And I served two terms as an elder, and during my second term, then Don was uh, kind of unmerciful in that he was kicking me really hard about coming into full-time ministry. And honestly, I couldn't wait. I was planning my retirement from my business as a fire sprinkler contractor and a full-time firefighter, and uh, and I so I had a plan, and when that plan finished, then I came on staff full-time as when we started what we called neighborhood ministry. And and that, that began my 10 years serving uh, as a neighborhood pastor slash associate pastor. Yeah, you know, Don has a—you mentioned Don in his um, way of um, convincing you, I guess— uh, a similar story for me when I when I was uh, before I joined uh, CCV on staff in 1998. I was involved obviously with the church since we've started, as uh, as I've discussed in the past. But uh, for about the year before I came on staff, you get this kind of prodding from Don. It's like, yes. when are you going to do something important with your life, Larry? You know those those kinds of comments. I'm assu- I'm assuming that's kind of the oh, tactic. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. He uses that tactic with a lot, and and thank God that he he has because I don't think if yes. it has if it were not for Don Wilson, uh, I would not be in this position that I'm in today. And uh, I just feel that God has a way of using each of us in His own divine way for the purpose of His mission. And that's what we're talking with you today about because you started out as a firefighter and and also had a business and you moved into full time ministry. I know during your time here at CCV, you impacted, I can't even begin to imagine how many, I would, I would venture to say thousands of people. I mean, you, your personality, especially you love people. Yes. And I know firsthand for the number of people, because they've, I've talked with them of how God has used you to, to impact that, to, to impact them. Do, do you have any stories that you can recall of someone that you might re- remember whose life has been changed that you witnessed? Well, I, you know, I, I would say that the most exciting thing that I felt like was that when I got here to CCV and as my life had changed, I was finally in a place where I could share and I could invite people to come to church and they would come back. Many times in my past, I'd invite them to church, but I would say that where I came from, our church was kind of time-warped in the 50s. It was, I would call it Grandma's Church. 
and uh, nothing wrong, but it's just I'd invite people and they would never come back again. And so this gave me a place within my workplace as a firefighter to be able to invite friends. In fact, I just saw one Saturday night as we rolled back into town that I wasn't even sure came here. He worked on my shift and uh, his name is Brian Triggs and him and his family are attending here now and he is uh, serving in security. That was something new to me just Saturday night. But there's been a number of different stories like that sitting up after going to a small group leaders meeting on a Sunday night. I got off from the fire station and uh, and went to a meeting, and I came back and sat with uh, a real close friend, Steve Heenan, that um, uh, he asked me questions upon questions upon questions and uh, and then began his own journey right here at, at CCV. And, uh, and so it's just having that opportunity to to share something you love in your faith, but also something you love in your church. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to shift gears now, and I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about what is it like being an elder at Christ Church of the Valley. I can just say that when I when I first started, um, which would have been before I came on staff in 08, so six seven years before that, um, there was something I learned. My when I first got asked to serve as an elder, my first inclination was that I didn't want to. I desire to serve. I don't need a title. I just just want to serve. And I was worried about politics and. Um, and I immediately connected with uh, someone that was serving on the board then uh, that was a very close friend of mine that I had served as a deacon with in our last church, Vernon Jacobs, a great friend. And I just asked him, I said, what's this like? And he said, Mike, I have never worked with a greater group of men that have team and trust. And so when I came on, uh, I absolutely loved the fact that as as we we were all focused in in the same direction and and there wasn't nobody came in with their own agenda and we were just striving to move the ball forward and to be in a place of um oh protection uh as we oversee the ministry and um and, and just to be there for our senior pastor as a great sounding board uh so so that was that's kind of my main thing. Right now, we've had a few different health things, and it's the most wonderful, most wonderful thing to have that group of strong men that that are praying, and they're, they're, we pray for each other, we pray for our church, and we pray for our senior pastor, uh, those kinds of things on, on a very regular basis. And, and many times, we meet with people that are sick. Uh, and and do exactly what the Bible says in James chapter five, and in reaching out and praying and anointing with oil, and so those are. I love serving as an elder. It's a great a great group of men. Yeah, and it's it's helpful to know that because many of our listeners they probably don't know what is the role of of, of an elder, and uh, and first and foremost, I think you hit it right on the head. I think uh, an elders uh, they're called to pray. And then you mentioned that uh, in Acts 6, uh, uh, you know, 4, it talks about the elders praying and uh, being the leaders of the church. They're, act, they're called on to, to, 
to uh, to preach and teach in some cases, and uh, they're they're also called on to to shepherd. We find that in Acts twenty twenty eight, where the elders are actually shepherding the church, and so the role of an elder is very important. From a governance standpoint, the elders approve our budget every year. Um, as our departments within CCV prepare for the incoming budget uh, for the for the coming year, the elders are actually presented with that budget. They go over the budget and they actually approve the budget. They don't execute on a day to day, but they oversee policy. They oversee uh, disciplinary actions sometimes when there's some discipline that needs to be taken within the church body. Uh, many times the elders are called to to assist with that. And so at CCV, we have an eldership role. I, I, I'm i not sure. There used to be we had seven. I'm not sure how many is on yeah, there. Yeah, we have now. nine. Nine. And, um, and those elders are uh, rotated out or asked to rotate out every couple of years, I think it is. Yeah, every third year. Third year. And um, – and so at the end of the third year, an elder can step down and um, take off some time, and, and uh, the elders eligible to be asked back. Uh, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, but for the most part, the eldership is a very uh, close team of men that works very closely. And I know firsthand from uh, Ashley how much he depends on the, the support of the elders. So thank you, Mike, for, for serving in that role. It's a vital role for us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Let's shift back now to serving. You're at a different time in your life. Tell us about the transition that you made from CCV to your next chapter. Well, it was uh, a decision that was like many decisions in life. It was sort of made for me um, by my wife. And uh, we, you know, we, in fact, this summer, uh, the amazing thing is we're going to be over at TCM at House Edelweiss and in August. And we will celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary over there, which I'm excited because I don't have to have some planned thing here uh, that goes on. I just we just get to enjoy over there. But so as um, as we rolled into what I'd call retirement, which is not a good word to me, we we don't ever retire. We always continue to serve. I have a small group that meets in my home, and last uh, Christmas, we launched a new one out of it. And so we do the small group ministry, and then uh, as we travel every summer, my favorite thing is is that we, uh, the great thing with technology, we do get to watch our CCV services. We usually watch the four o'clock service on Saturday night because that's the one we like to go to. Uh, And then we visit churches as we're out. And uh, it's almost never that we visit churches that I don't find someone I know anywhere where we go. It's just amazing. And so there is ministry that can happen even as we're in our RV and going. But we had always desired to do long-term work at House Edelweiss. And last summer, as we were out, uh, I got a an email from Tom Sears, and I listened to it, and I showed it to my wife, and I said, isn't it time? And we began the journey, uh, kind of started in through with uh, David Wright, and uh, we've done all the paperwork, and, and we're ready to leave a week from today and go serve for about 10 weeks at, at House Edelweiss. And, uh, and I, I love the whole idea with House Edelweiss because it's the coolest thing to see people from all around the world and get to talk with them about what life is like, what ministry is like uh, in where they live. Let's talk a little bit about TCM. Um, 
Of course, TCM is a mission partner with CCV. We TCM has been with us for many years. Tony Twist has been a personal friend for probably going on 20 years now. Uh, CCV has supported TCM. And one of the things that uh, has always intrigued us is their passion to make disciples. And uh, TCM was established to to reach uh, sort of the Eastern European block. And um, they were established to reach every nation, uh, even though they're focused on on um, East Europe. They're now in Africa and other parts of the world where they are administering and providing education to pastors. Um, not only is this an education, this degree program that they have is recognized and accredited by two accreditations inside of Europe and also here in the U.S. So they have some of the highest accreditations as a university. And so these pastors from all over Eastern Europe come to uh, House A Device in in, uh, in Austria where CCV goes and serves, where Mike has been and Anita have been uh, several times. And you get a chance to meet firsthand and talk with these pastors as you serve uh, in a House, house A Device um, and listen to the stories of of some 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 of them have been per, you know persecuted and physically and uh, and hear and talk with them about what they go through as they try to pastor a lot of these different uh, countries and cultures uh, in the world. And so, um, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you recall of a story that uh, uh, perhaps uh, one of those pastors may have shared with you? Well, I have a couple. Um... One that's real quick uh, is someone I met, I think, on the first trip, and one night late, we kind of had a hankering for some McDonald's, and, and we got one of the long-term guys to take us into town, and we, we got some McDonald's and came back. His, his name is Sergey, and it's been fun to—I'm um, on Facebook with him and see, and he now serves—actually, he's from Russia, and he serves at a church in Southern California. And uh, But then I have another one that is from Tashkent, Uzbekistan, and this was one that um, it was— almost painful as as we talked because of the kind uh, of the world that he lived in. Uh, as he told me before we started communicating after we left and went our separate ways, went home, that I had to be careful what things I put in any kind of communication that went to him. Um, they live under great persecution, and, uh, and his family was—they uh, didn't have hardly anything— and what I saw with many people that came there at House Edelweiss, they got a chance to take a deep breath as they went through their classwork for, for about a week and a half uh, and finished up a paper and whatnot. This was a way bigger break for them than it was like for us. And it was just neat as they got to see us as Americans serving them, um, doing work around the campus cleaning their toilets and making beds and doing all, all these kinds of things to serve them. And and so many of them, it just woke me up to the blessings that we have here with that we can practice our faith and without much persecution. And if you guys, if, the, if our audience would like to experience that, we have uh, at least two mission trips a year that goes to, uh, to TCM to serve. You can check that out on our website. And I'll include... Um, 
information about TCM in our show notes today. And so uh, be sure and take a look at that. Mike, you're now in a different phase of your life. You've shared with us a little bit. Um, what would you say, looking back on your life and the, and the path that God has led you, do you see how God has prepared, prepared you for what you're doing right now? Um, yes, because when I, when I think back to at a younger age— I was probably much more self-focused in life, and and now that we're getting a little older, um, I just had my 70th birthday on the 4th of July, and, and so I get to be in that 70s club. And I start looking at things, and I see that my role is is so much that I want to just take care of people. I want to minister to people. I love serving my wife and my family. I wasn't ever thinking about this at a younger age. I was just fast-paced working hard. And and I would say if I could look back and do anything differently, I would probably maybe work less than I did. I had about a 35-year career with two full-time professions working 85, 90 hours a week. I'm very fortunate to still be married um, because that's a tough thing to do. Uh, to your wife, but we are very happily married, and and now um, I live in Sun City, and I feel like God's kind of put us in a whole new mission field with older folks, uh, which I have to admit, I'm one of those now too. So that's kind of the difference for me. Mm-hmm. Well, we know Philippians 1, 6 says, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And uh, God's not finished with us yet. Uh, We are all still a work in progress. And we have to trust God that he's going to continue that good work that he began in us, some of us, over almost 70 years ago, I guess, um, until we all stand before him, a completed work of God. So, Mike. Thank you for, for joining us today, and, and uh, God bless you, and, and may God keep you and Anita safe as you travel across the United States, visiting different churches, talking to different people. Uh, God is still using you in a great way. And I know Anita, even as we speak, because I saw her this morning in breakfast um, at Campbell's, <laughs> uh, she was meeting with a group of ladies, and so uh, she continues the, the work as well. And so God bless you. Is there anything that uh, we can pray for you about? Well, I guess as we are preparing to get packed up to leave in another week, I'm I'm one that doesn't really have any health issues, and uh, my wife has a few with bad knees and and things. So I would just say, pray for us as we make the journey to get there, and that uh, just especially for her to have the strength as we serve, because we want we both are built that we want to serve well. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be our my biggest prayer. Well, let me close us in prayer. Father God, thank you for this day and just for the opportunity to meet with Mike, a, a longtime friend and a partner and a soldier in the ministry here together. And so uh, thank you for his ministry and uh, him and Alita as they continue on throughout their assignments, whatever those might be from you. And so we pray for their safety. We pray for their health, that they will continue until you call them home or, or wanted them to change what they're doing. And uh, I'm thankful for that Mike has always been able to be able to adapt to 
change and to uh, and be such a great, great servant of God and uh, who loves people. I can't think of another person that fulfills the greatest commandment uh, to loving you and loving people. And so I pray as he fulfills the great commission that is inspired by those great commandments that you would continue to bless him. It's in your name we pray. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Larry. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church slash missions, where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments.